Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the MMA Lab, the hottest MMA podcast out there. I'm your host, Ian Butler, MMA veteran, Gore Kickboxing veteran, grappling world champion. For the, all the hottest details in MMA today, come to the MMA Lab on Belief. And we are back. Dude, I would love to release it Monday, but I just got back from Atlanta. From IBJJF, right? Yes, one of the best top jiu-jitsu organizations in the world. And behind me is a nice little gold medal. So, because I'm another world champ. Fuck yes. Yeah, yeah dude. Uh, yeah, I've been out what, for a year. So, What is the open class? Oh, so open means it doesn't matter about weight classes. <laughs> uh, then why'd you cut all that damn weight? So the one I... So it's 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 weird. So... There's there is weight classes, right? There's weight classes. So once you podium, you can now be entered to do the open, right? Mm. And then once you once you make you have to podium and make you got to at least get a gold, silver, bronze, then you're able to do the open, which is open weight class. But if you don't even get past those rounds, you cannot do the open. Um, so obviously I won my division, a very stacked division, and uh I was going to do the open, but by the time uh, that all happened, dude, I was fucking done. And, and like, I was like, fuck, I, do I even want to do the open? And then it was even closed, dude. Like, my my bracket was, like, super late. Like, uh, I think I got done at, like, 6. I arrived to the arena at, like, 2. And then my bracket was going at 450, which it did. And then it took a while to get that going. And then by time the registering for the open was like done so they have like a little table where they had a computer screen of like oh this was your bracket you take the podium and then after that you go to your table and be like i want to after you take your medal you show them your medal be like i want to enter the open then they go from there but then they're like hey this division is stacked we have too many people we're just going to shut down the open everybody that registered registered you know um so yeah it's unfortunate but you know what like at the end of the day i won my division I, I brought home a gold medal, which is yeah. huge and one of the biggest jiu-jitsu organizations in the world. Uh, yeah, I cut 27 pounds to do it. I even had to, I woke up and cut three to step on the scales. The first time I did a same day weigh-in in like 15 years. And uh, uh, if that shows my age, but uh, <laughs> um, you're not that yeah, much man. older than me. I, I'm not, but like still like mostly. All my stuff I'm fighting has been weigh-ins day before, you know. So, uh, and even when I did grappling competitions, I mostly try to pick the one that's day before. And uh, yeah, man, like it was, uh, it didn't hit me that I won it all until uh, I was actually at the airport. And because uh, I was mostly, you know, trying to do it. So I wanted to face the best guys in the world because I think that's that's what I'm going to face in fighting once I get back to fighting, you know, and uh, finally get a fight. So I wanted to put myself in a scenario of going out of, to a city that's not mine, kind of hammering that unrelected fear. And you're like, you're going to face the best in the world. That's why I did it. And I just wanted to knock the rust off and compete. And I fucking won it all. And uh, I was at the airport when I posted it. I, I think it finally set in when my messages flooded. Yeah. But congratulations. And people jujitsu, like, my friend said, like, there, there's people in jiu-jitsu that would get the arm and leg just to bring home just a bronze or silver at IBJJF, you know? And I think the owner of Violent Gentleman was like, Ian, like, that's fucking huge, you know? That mm-hmm. is huge, what you just did. And then it, it finally sunk in. And it's still sinking in today still, what I did. And uh, I didn't get scored on. I, I ran through. Um I, I, the last guy, I took out the number one ranked guy in my division to win the finals for the finals. And, uh, and Keegan, I did jujitsu, like, I, I couldn't, uh, even pass his guard. I took him down, and the score was close. It was 2 0. I won that for the finals to win it all. And yeah, man, I'm proud of it. And now, Submission Underground hit me up to, oh, up under that. And, uh, yeah. Go. Yeah, I know. So we'll see where it goes from there. <laughs> as far as like jujitsu goes, it's what ADCC, IBJJF, 
and EBI are like the three big ones. And then you got submission underground as another promotion that could kind of do their own Which thing. is kind of, yeah, like it's, I, I, so I put all the other promotions like EBI and submission underground under their own category of like, okay, we're high up and stuff like that. And if you win a matchup, you win a matchup, right? Yeah. But technically when people say that they are a world champion, you have to win in an IBJJF. Right. You have to win and there's no other like I like, you know, like I, I you have to get a pro card. I had to fucking re-register for my card. Like I haven't did that in eight years. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like I, I got my name not only from wrestling, but it's because of the grappling world. Because after wrestling, I went to jiu-jitsu. Then I started doing striking. And then I was a top ranked guy. to uh, took world. I was world so most in jiu-jitsu. Like, you know, and then I got in. Then it helped me get into the sport of, of fighting. So. Yeah, so IBJJF winning the world title there, and then ADCC is pretty much like the fucking Olympics, bro. Yeah, because like, that's the Olympics I'm, of the Olympics. I feel like that's the only thing Gordon Ryan does, or, yeah. or did before he had to pull out of everything. Yeah, yeah, but I I believe he did IBJJF first. Took a he couple. Did, I think he did EBI. Listening to John Donaher talk about it, I think he did yeah. EBI. Uh, then IBJJF and then like ADCC has been like his main thing recently. And yeah, uh, I guess there's some drama going on there now where uh, someone's making claims that they basically threw matches because they were on the same team as another uh-oh. person. So. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. I don't, nope, no drama there. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's weird, bro. But, uh, but it's weird, so... Obviously, so if you want to set the bar, it goes IBJJF for Americans around the world. Uh, IBJJF is still up there. Yes, and then ADCC, but you have to get invited to go to ADCC. The way to get invited to go to ADCC is probably winning an IBJJF world title. Yeah, Then you can get invited, and then they do have open tryouts for, for ADCC, but you at least have to be like, hold a couple titles somewhere else but if you don't see an ibjjf on your record or stuff like that, you probably won't even get invited right uh, to be completely honest you know um and then yeah man yeah like it was it's really it's still settling in when i look at it man like uh i remember about seven years ago i got invited to pans and it was the first time i didn't place and that's how elite it was uh i i beat a Marcelo garcia guy and then i I beat a mess here again and I lost in like the quarters and I couldn't even place. And, and now you're looking at a fucking gold medal there at a, a long hiatus. So it's, uh, it feels good getting back in the Japanese world. It feels good to be a champ again. Uh, it's been a very long time. So yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, and then at the end of the day, the only thing is going to do is make my fighting 10 times better. You know? Yeah. So yeah, man, I'm truly excited. Like it's, uh, and while I was sitting there, I mean, the day before, I was we were watching the UFC fights, you know. Uh, so yeah, man, it was a busy, dude, busy ass weekend for me. I'm pretty sure for you, there's a dude. There's a lot of fights that went on over the weekend. A lot, a lot of fights. It was a little rough as far yes. as being a yeah a night shift worker uh, trying to watch yeah. a lot of these fights. But you know, I I pulled through. I watched. A few of them, I caught some highlights on ones that looked like they were important. And then the rest of them, uh, I was like, all right, I think I'm good for now. Yeah. Like, I'm glad this weekend is just two cards. And then which which two cards are this weekend? PFL five with uh, uh, Rory and uh, UFC with uh, TKZ and um. Danny Gay. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. So, I mean, let's start it off. So, let's go in order. So, PFL was first, man, and um, yep. Uh, there's some controversy because uh, we were talking about. I was talked about. I don't know why Anthony Pettis is a headliner because, bro, he got smashed. He had to pull out because of illness for this one. Is the word on the street from what I saw. So there's no way he's just done for the season, dude. There's no, no they're so him, him and uh Palmer are both gonna fight on uh the sixth event. So next week, 
um, because uh, there were two that pulled out for injury there. Wait, whoa, whoa. Um, didn't Palmer just fight? Palmer didn't fight this weekend. Really? He pulled out because of illness as well. So they're going to reschedule them. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. And so then both of them will fight on the 25th on okay. PFL six. All right. Because uh, Verdum and Usman pulled out. So I think those matches got scratched. Oh. Okay. So that changes directory that Christian Shield end up being a headliner. Yeah, and yeah, because I think uh, I think she would have been the co-main, and then yeah, uh, then uh, Pettis would have been the main. Yeah, she looked good, dude. She did. It, well, all right. So on the ground, not so much like we thought. Um, yeah, but she ended up winning on the ground, dude. I, I did you hear her press conference? Jesus, dude. You want to talk about like everybody wants to talk about Connor McGregor just being the greatest shit talker, or you know, there's some good shit like Chell Sonnen. Like right. she she's not like that friend, but she was just telling the truth. And and uh the way she talked about opponents, she goes like, Yeah, I think I'm gonna finish Krista in the second. And then they're like, Krista, like, how do you feel about that? And she goes, like, I'm not gonna pay attention to give my mind to uh an average ass fighter that fights part-time. Um, she's two and three. Um, I train, I'm a world-class athlete, a two-time Olympic gold medalist. I train at the best camp in the world of Jackson's and stuff like that. She goes, this girl doesn't even want to be here. She's average. Like she goes like, they just brought her in here so I can work on her. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. And I'm like, fuck bro. Jesus. Right. She ain't, she ain't, she ain't wrong. No, she's not <laughs> wrong. I, I, to be fair, Elkin almost did win. Elkin was close. It's a fight. It's a fight, dude. Like, you know, like it's, it's fuck. Like she did. Yeah. She did. Like if Clarissa didn't come out in the third round and whoop her ass the way she did, then Elkin would have won because Elkin won those first two rounds. I know. I know. I know. I know. So yeah, dude, but you need to go through some versity like that. That's our first MMA event. So good for her. Uh, I think it's going to be, I don't know. She finished. It's still going to be a while before she needs, she needs to come into a regular season. In my opinion, uh, she'll definitely get more training over this off season and be able to come in next season and be good. But um, like, for sure, she needs to have another showcase fight for sure before doing that, dude. Uh, I don't it, know if there's going to be enough time. They might right? give her, they might give her one during the playoffs, give her one, but I doubt it. I doubt it because the playoffs, they usually try to, you know, they usually try to lock that up. I know, dude, but like, fuck, dude, she needs to get something going. Go, let her go to Invicta and take one, you know? They let Cowher Harrison go over there in Invicta. Right? Yeah, but she had to fight down a weight class. She fought at 145 over there. What's Carissa Shields? 155. All the women in PFL are lightweight. Okay. Carissa, drop 10. I think she can Again. make it. I think she can make it. What's middleweight in boxing? Because that's what she was. Fuck if I know, dude. Dude, they have so many damn weight classes. They have, they, have like, they have like 18 weight classes, bro. Yeah. Well, they have 18 weight classes between 130 and 140. I know. <laughs> I know. Like, it's... Hey, I wish that's the case for MMA, dude. You have more titles and... I like, would... I, I would like to see one weight class every 10 pounds in MMA. Uh, yep. 165. Give me 165, baby. Yeah. And then and then let 170 be 75. And that's an easy fix. As a matter of fact, and add in a 225 division while you're at it. Yeah, because anywhere from 207 to it's unfair, two, dude. 265 it's un- is heavyweight. Yeah, it's unfair, bro. That's stupid. It's unfair. Um, it's really unfair. Like, yeah, but um, and then Bubba Jenkins ended up winning. Uh, Jenkins defeated Bobby Moffat. Yep. So he's uh, going to the playoffs now. Clay Collard defeated Luderbach. He's uh, going to the playoffs now. Lonane defeated Diamond. I don't uh, know if, if he is going to the playoffs, I have the standings pulled up right now. 
there's a few people that locked in their uh their spot so uh clinched right now you got Lonane, chris wade and bubba jenkins in featherweight okay and then in lightweight, you got Clay Collard and Loic Rajabov, who had a 16-second knockout. Yeah. All right. All right. We're looking good, dude. Yeah. So those, playoffs. those are locked in. Uh, as far as featherweight goes, uh, Shaman Marish is just waiting on uh, Lance Palmer to fight Kaibulayev. Um, and if Palmer gets a first round knockout, then he's the fourth seed. But if it goes past the, like a certain point in the second round, then Marius is in. Well, that's, here's the thing though. Lance Palmer is not, his style isn't built to knock out motherfuckers in the first round. No. Well, and he's got zero points, whereas Kaibu Live has three. So Kaibu Live like, could just get a decision and be in. Yeah. Like it is, uh, it is. Uh, bro like if you take some down and try to submit him but like you're just gonna have to hop and take chances you know yeah like you have you have nothing to lose yeah so honestly so Mari- marish is gonna be hoping for kaibulayev to lose all together and palmer to get no earlier than a third round win uh and then lightweight uh Roush Manfio and Alexander Martinez are currently three and four. Okay. Uh, and the only person left to fight is Pettis. And I think he's fighting Ahmed Al- Aliyev. Uh, Aliyev's got three points. Pettis has zero points. Um, so if Pettis gets, you know, uh, anything better than a third round or a third round or better, stoppage then he'll be in and he could do it he could pull it off i think so yeah i think so but so so we had you know five fighters lock up their spot in the the playoffs featherweight's got one spot left lightweight's got two spots left um and that'll be decided next week for those guys i don't think lance palmer's gonna make it too i don't think so he's a two-time champ exactly so, That's crazy, dude. Well, they mentioned Bubba Jenkins moved to Vegas this year. He did. So he changed up his camp, and that's helping him out. But he hasn't been able to do anything other than, you know, a decision win. Hey, but at the same time, that's how Lance won both of his championships. Too. Hey, Moffitt almost won that shit, too, by the way. He had that choke in deep. He did. But still, like, I, I'm happy for both. Dude, that's what you have to do sometimes. You have to change shit up, bro. Yeah. Like, reason why I'm on streak is because I had to change shit up, you know? Um, and, again, I don't know if this makes a difference. I think it makes a huge difference. Uh, some fighters can't do it. Some fighters do do it. Uh, he's actually coaching now and coaching wrestling. Like, I think it helps, man. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it helps your game. DC one of the greatest look at look at him and stuff like that. Like it helps a lot, dude. Cause it, you yeah. have to know what you're talking about. You have to lead by exa- me going out there and teaching and stuff like that. You have to lead by example. Like, you know, it puts you on a different pedestal and, and uh, he's doing a lot of great things. And uh, I run into this wrestling coach all the time from Vegas. He's really cool. He has Bubba out there and he has Francis and Gano. They do their camps together at the same place. Oh, obviously. And I think they go to a private facility where they do wrestling and stuff like that, too. And he's the coach of that. I thought, well, Francis does all his street couture at his street couture. He does his wrestling there, too. Exactly. So I think he is one of the coaches there. Right. And he and Bubba comes in and they do a lot of stuff, too. Um, He had nothing but great things to say about Bubba, dude. Mm hmm about like how he's looking and how France is looking like they're, they're doing something special. And Jake Shields is the new fucking jujitsu coach over here. Fuck you to string couture, dude. Yeah. Cause like, he helps out. He helps out Francis, the, the, uh, dude with the dreads at extreme couture. He was in Bubba's corner this weekend. Best. One of the best kickboxers alive. Yeah. That dude's a fucking animal. And he's always yeah. walking around with that one sleeve up too all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's also Kevin Lee's, uh, 
head coach as well, striking coach as well. Yeah, I think uh, he has a lot of guys, dude. Francis does. He has Eric Nixick and him in the corner. Yep. And Eric Nixick looks like he could fight a heavyweight too, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, but. dude. I like uh, a stream couture. Like, uh, I almost moved there. First of all, very beautiful gym. When I was going there, Ryan Couture was still there. Misha Tate was there. Um, There's two guys on the Ultimate Fighter from there. Yeah, Martin Catman was there. That's an old ass name, dude. Um, uh, Brad Chavaris is still there. Uh, Ray Seffold was one of the striking coaches still. He's still there. Um, beautiful gym. Um, it seemed like from the Randy Couture, like they kind of fell off, and now they're fucking resurging again, dude. Mm-hmm. It's like I think it's the top gyms again. I think it's helped by Francis being there, having a guy who got like his basics done in France. And then he came over and basically UFC said, Hey, here's this gym with Randy Couture, who was also a world champion, like have him help you with shit and all of his coaches there. And they just, they kind of probably just placed him in there and now everything is doing good. Joseph Benavides is there. Like, you know, like it's important to have those guys. Mm-hmm. There, dude. That's yeah. been there, done that. Look how many title fights he hasn't won a title, but look how many title fights he has been in. Like you know, it's it, it says something. You know, like they're they're dude, they are resurging as one of the best gyms in in the country again. Yeah, one of the guy fighting. One of the guys fighting tonight is from there uh, on the Ultimate Fighter. Um, he's like a world level wrestler, I guess, uh, on Volkanovski's team. Okay. But Volkanovski needs a win because he's lost twice. <laughs> I Keegan has been keeping updated on the Ultimate Fighter. I have not at all. Like uh, I, it's at all. <laughs> it's like a good forty minutes of my time at work, and I'll eat dinner while I'm watching that. And uh, you know, I got you. I got you. I just can't do it. Like I, I, I don't. Yeah. Mm-mm. <laughs> but okay so that was pfl and then friday man um l tour 260 bro i thought i had a lock for somebody retaining their title jesus come on man that was a five round domination i still love you douglas i still think you're one of the greatest fighters of all time but dude what a coming out party to win a title though yaroslav emisov yeah he ain't no joke dude He's the first Ukrainian-born champion of any major fight promotion. Yeah, fucking so. bro, we had a couple of those this 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 year. What what was the other one from uh from uh one? Uh, from, he used to train at AKA. He beat Brandon Vera for the heavyweight title. Oh, he's the first Indian-born. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And on Saturday we had the first Mexican. It's dude. But th- I think that was just the UFC. There might have been a Mexican-born champion somewhere else, but they didn't say of any major promotion. But uh, I know Yaroslav, they said he was the first one of any major promotion. Uh, like yeah, Bellator dude. made sure they said that. Dude, what, like what a huge statement, dude. What a mm-hmm. huge statement. Not a joke. Like, dude. And that was had- interesting to see. Like, like, all right, you beat a couple guys, but you haven't fucking faced the Douglas Limas of the world, and look what the fuck happened. He had 13 plus minutes of control time. That's insane, dude. It's like 13 minutes and 45 seconds of control time. Douglas is a legit black. I know you everybody see him knocking out people, but he's a legit black belt as well, dude. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. He's usually pretty good, but usually, yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, congratulations to him, man. What to make a statement? Eric um, Pico got a win. He uh yep. he won by Anaconda. Yep. Look at him showing off his ground game now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was, I think he was the only finish on the main card. Yeah. What a, I mean, uh, I mean, come on now. <laughs> I mean, come on now, you know, but, but so else on the main card, uh, Jackson beat Paul Daly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. Like it was, uh, it was kind of lackluster to be honest. Yeah. It was a little card. boring, a little, little boring. Jeez, like, boy. It just like I, I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna say it again. I've said it before, time before. 
PFL has got me really excited because of the point fucking situation. <laughs> I think we're a PFL podcast. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Besides the UFC. Besides the UFC. But, dude, it has made it really interesting because you're like, oh, this motherfucker needs a finish in the first round or he's done. Or he's people, done. People are going out and actually trying to win. Like, they're trying to finish these fights in PFL, whereas, like, you know, sometimes in Bellator, it's just like, I guess I don't want to finish the fight today. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Like, uh, like, and, and you know what? The number one rate guy that I face in B, right? We were talking and became friends. We exchanged phone numbers and he wants to come out and train. Oh, he's from Greenville, South Carolina. Ooh. Good old Wonder Boy town right there. Yeah, he's from Greenville, South Carolina. Really good guy. His name's Chris. Shout out to Chris. He has a bjj podcast as a matter of fact and he's like we all maybe we should hop on and maybe they should come on right so uh yeah i know so chris uh he's like ian like he goes like bro like so when's your next fight when you're gonna do this mike yeah um i'm listening about this he goes why don't you go to pfl yeah i was like (laughs) (laughs) i was like i was like bro like i was like we, Bro, like we've been trying to get you know. to PFL the entire <laughs> seven or eight episodes we've recorded, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, like inside the mixed martial arts community, people really are knowing about PFL, dude. Like it is no, they are here, but the they are thing fucking is, here. None of the big podcasts talk about it. None Bro. of them do. They are uh, fucking making a statement, bro. I don't, I don't. I haven't heard Rogan mention it once. I haven't heard Shab mention it once. I haven't heard uh, Morning Combat mention it once. I don't know what Big John McCarthy talks about on his podcast, but you know, I don't know yeah, yeah, whatever about his podcast. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, it's it. I we're like as far as I can tell, we're like one of the few people that actually bring up and talk about the fights that they have over there oh it's huge yeah it's huge it's but you know they're doing real things amazing fucking thing and then seeking okay a person that uh if you look at my post of winning the championship one of the one of my friends that comment caitlin young yep. ian congratulations that was a huge accomplishment that happened stuff like that really good friends i'm like all right caitlin now it's time for you yeah to make the playoffs now and stuff like that. She just entered the bubble. She watched my stuff and then she entered the bubble. She just entered the bubble yesterday. I like um, how you said just make the playoffs. You didn't throw in the other part there. Well, we got to take one step at a time, okay, Keegan? We yeah, one step playoff. at a time. And we have hopefully to make the, Kyla Harrison, like, you know, can't fight in order for someone else to win the championship there hey, at this hey, point. Kate, Kate like, like we're, we're in the runnings right here, right? I, I get that. I, hey, All right, our stand-up is looking hey, phenomenal. I, I get that, but as far as PFL is concerned, Kyla Harrison's a god over there. She's like vintage Ronda Rousey, where no one can beat her inside of like a minute. Until somebody named Holly Holmes comes up and then head kicks you to death. Right. And we're waiting for that. So Exactly. We're still waiting for that, though. Let's give but, it time. But Caitlin's probably sitting at, like, rank number two right now, probably. Uh, I don't I don't know who else. I don't know who else is, uh, is uh, in that category. Believe it or not, Caitlin is number four. How? Uh, Jenna Fabian is third they're both tied with three points from a decision win kyla harrison is second because she took too long to finish in the first round and larisa pacheco is number one damn and those two are fucking just animals they have 10 girls good for that it's more than ufc has that's good dude yeah that's good uh recruiting that's good metric and these girls were pretty damn competitive to be honest so, yeah there's uh, what like three girls left in the 145 weight class at uh, ufc to be, to be honest i don't even know who else is in 145 uh it's either because honestly, honestly this is what happens uh 35ers just they have to ask a 135er that's probably like can you move up and you want to fight for 45 because that's exactly what fucking happens well, misha tate's fighting at 135 and they're not going to actually move up to 45. I doubt it because it's the same champion. <laughs> it's, you I know, 
I yeah, that fight was not competitive at all. No, and it's you know, there's one other as far as I can tell, there's one other girl left at 145, and it's Felicia Spencer. And how did that fight go? Because it looked lost. like Amanda was just playing with her food. As she always does. It it wasn't good. And then who's she supposed to face next? Uh Juliana Pena? At 35. That's who she's facing next? I think so, yeah. Yeah, good luck. I think Aspen Ladd moved up to 35 as well. Why would you do that? You better take your ass back down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's just murderer's row between 25 and 35. You got Shevchenko or you got... No, no, no. It's uh, like... Uh, well, yeah, both of them can get you legit concussions, but Amanda could knock you out unconscious. Well, so, so can, can Valentina. So can Valentina. Remember yeah, how she just left Jessica I dead I on the mat? I know. <laughs> I, I Rest in peace. I didn't think she was going to come back after that. Um, uh, she still has yeah. it. Well, that's true. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think she's won since. No, she has not. No, she has not. Just say fuck it and move out to well, never mind. She did move I up. I say four to five. But, she moved uh, up though to thirty-five as well, I dude. Believe. That's tough. Like, dude, it was hard to find girls and like, oh, they're not competitive. And now you got two fucking monsters taking over. Like, none of these girls got a shot. And if you want to say one fifteen, Joanna was that fucking monster. One fifteen kind of switched over a little bit. Now it's Rose, Joanna, Rose, Joanna, and now like, but as far as 25, 35, 45, like. All these girls seems like they're just like, uh, fuck, dude. I don't know if they have a chance. No, you got Megan, who they brought over from Invicta, who was supposed to be really how that, good. How that worked, dude. She did. She, she couldn't even barely. She lost like her first two fights. Yeah. Well, she got punched in the face and then looked like a deer in the headlights against Amanda. Felicia Spencer, who beat Megan to get the shot against Amanda, lost. And then she lost against Holly Holmes. Holly Holm has lost against Amanda. Wrestled, wrestle fucked Megan Anderson. And Holly's a world class fucking kickboxer. She got out wrestled, you know. Um, geez, I don't, dude. I don't know who's going to beat Amanda. I really don't. Herself. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Well, I guess that segues into UFC. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. So that was it for Bellator, honestly. Yeah. So. So, I mean, uh, <laughs> as far as Bellator goes, other notable things you had Brennan winning via Anaconda and Politi won via armbar. That was it. Uh, other than that, it was pretty boring night, dude. It was all decision across the board. Yeah. Honestly. And they pulled the one woman's fight from the main card. And you got a new champ, and Douglas lost, which pretty I, handily, uh, though. Yes. Yeah. So, but I guess they're saying MVP is getting the next fight at uh, the Walter Weight. He's gonna Champ. get killed. He's gonna get killed. Like is Amosov? Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. Styles make fights, so yeah. You know, like maybe maybe he could pull it off, but I think he's just gonna get strangled. More than likely. I, I mean Amosov looks like he's got way too good of a ground game, but I think MVP, you know, anything inside of the first like five minutes, you could give him a good chance to For sure. pull something off. For sure. For sure. But yeah, man, like, bro, the UFC card from fucking the early prelims all the way to the last fight, fucking fireworks, dude. At least the fights were exciting. All of them. They All of them. Well, I was interested in every single one, bro. I'm not going to say they were all exciting but at least there was enough to kind of say like oh why, why, why could... fight why fight wasn't exciting the muhammad maya fight okay you're... <laughs> i i uh there were some exciting moments for me because damien is obviously a grappler and I he's was... also 800 years old i know like he's like 43 42 44 yeah, and then Dana came out in the press conference and said that that's Maya's last fight in the UFC, dude. He's done. And Maya's on his knees begging for one more fight. Why? And he wants to fight Nate. That ain't going to go well. No. Nope. Uh, he, 
Nate is reluctant to actually go to the ground with you, so anything can happen there. But you still yeah, but take look the at, fight to the ground. Look at how Nate went. I mean, you still got to take the fight to the ground, bro. Nate Nate lost twenty four of twenty five minutes, but still made that last every single time. Every like, no matter what was going on, you could say like Nate's still in it, and then look what happened in the last I know. minute. I know. He, he took know. Leon's soul from him, bro. Fight up the. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and do my some fight of the night and submission of the night. Fight of the night was Drew Dubber and Brad Riddell. Yeah, I was gonna say if you pick anything other than that, you're out of your mind, bro. What a good hey! And they kept on going back and forth. Like I thought. Dober had it in the bag, bro. <laughs> and from the first 15 seconds, I was like, oh shit, like Riddell's hurt. He could not take him down. And then next thing you know, rocked for the first bro, round. Bro, bad. <laughs> I thought he was going to get finished. And then Dober gets rocked. And I'm like, oh shit, like he's about to get finished. And then he survives. And then, like, bro, what a hell of a fucking fight, dude. Yeah, what a hell of a fight. And I, I, I know that, like, Dope. Dober's spot's probably going to get taken at 15, but you got to move somebody out at the 14. He still deserves to be ranked. I thought Dober was 13. He's 15. Huh. He still deserves to be ranked, though, dude. He, yeah. Like, bro, you go from hard to fight to hard fight to hard fight. Like, come on, bro. And he was in, like, every single fight. Like, even from, like, Islam Makachev. Like, you know? Like, he, yeah. he fucking performed well. Like, I think he took out uh, Alex Hernandez. Like, Dude, Dober's the fuck. That kid has continued to grow, 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 grow. Like, I'm a fucking fan. Uh, Brad Waddell, like, dude, I bright fucking future. Well, you know, great. Brad Waddell is uh, I know. one of Volkanovsky's Plus coaches. Stri- striking coaches because he's he was a coach over at Tigers. Yeah. Well, now he's oh. over there in his camp. Did he kickboxing? Well, so Volkanovsky trains between two gyms. Because he's well, he, no, he's uh he's got a gym in Australia. What gym is that called? Um, I don't know. His main coach is one of the coaches on the Ultimate Fighter. What gym? Yeah, because he fights out of New South Wales. Freestyle okay. fighting gym. Okay. Uh, his head coach. Because I know his he doesn't use Eugene Behrman as his uh, head guy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting. He's in his corner, but he doesn't use him as his head guy. I got you. I got you. I got you. Oh, like the old white guy, right? Yeah. I got you. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. He's got like a Spanish sounding name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like it's like Paul, like Ruiz or something. But like, like, I know that's not it, but that's what it's like. I got you. As it is. I got you. Um, But, uh, But that's who he uses for his head coach. Yeah, man, but, but like he's a fucking savage, dude. Like good mm-hmm. for him. And then my submission of the night goes to Paul Craig. Yeah, dude, he dislocated Jamal Hill's elbow so bad. First of all, first of all, before that ref needs like to be fucking after. At, yes, let me get to him after this. But <laughs> before, I mean, I should say after. We knew that it was dislocated. On the broadcast, everyone thought it was broken. Bro, who didn't? Who didn't? Uh, yeah, I, I, bro, I thought it snapped, and then like, ain't this like the third or fourth fight when something fucking broke or have gone wrong in a fucking UFC fight, bro? Like Jacare's fucking arm, yeah, Weidman's fucking leg. Like, how many times Weidman's leg? They stopped that as soon as that happened, though. The Jamal Hill's bro, arm. You they can't let tell. Flop you couldn't like tell. Wet, you bro. They, hey, they let Jamal Hill's arm flop around like a wet noodle for you know fifteen seconds while he's getting horrible. his head bashed in. Horrible, horrible. But, How can you defend yourself like that? 
but did you hear uh, the questions and answers from Dana or around Dana's post fight with that ref? Mm-mm. because he was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on with that ref. And all the reporters were like, oh, he's known as like the worst ref <laughs> in the local promotions around here. Like, you know, if he's refing, something bad's going to happen. Bro, first of all, they called him like the Arizona Steve Mazzagatti. And then, yeah, you, know that the thing that, you know the thing that pisses me off? He's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Oh, I know. Yeah, I heard that. I, that annoys the shit out of me. How? It. Somebody take his belt away. Someone should just take his ref credentials away. He should not be refing at all anymore. Anymore. No. Health and safety is so much important. You got to stop that shit right away. Bro, let's take I'm going to put you guys in the time machine. Let's go back in time. Where Nugera submitted Tim Sylvia to win the heavyweight title. He didn't tap. But what happened when he armbarred him? His arm popped. And Herb Dean stepped in right away, mm-hmm. right away, right? And it's just like, oh, he was defending an arm bar, and he stopped it, and Nugera became the new heavyweight champ. Tim Sylvia didn't, like, tap at all. Like, and it, it just, and it wasn't, like, a clean break. It was just, like, a little, just a little pop. And he goes, oh, shit, and he stopped the fight, fight's over. You need somebody like that. Why does it have to take a dislocation like that? That's a horrible fucking ref, bro. Yeah. No, that should never happen. Should Horrible. never happen. I, that was like one of his only fights he refed all night. Should be his last. I well, I agree at least for UFC, but no, uh, no. it should be his last no. in general. But I know that'll no. never happen. No, because they're he not going to be refing. He should not they, be refing. They're not going to pay Beltran or Mark Goddard or Herb Dean or Jason Herzog to come out and ref hey, those local. There's fights. other there's other refs, bro. Like, hey, you don't know, like out in California. Like Mike Beltran, my Beltran refed one of my fights, bro. Yeah. Like, and then Big John lives in California. He refs a lot of fights out here. Herb Dean lives out here. All the refs, Jason Herzog lives out here. All Beltran, these refs. Beltran works for LA County Sheriff. Yeah, like all these refs that fly out everywhere, they all live in California. They all ref all the local shows, dude. You know? Yeah. So there has to be more reps out there in Arizona that can take that guy's job for sure. Like, you know, like put in a former fighter, Chris Lieben's doing fucking refing now and shit like that. Like, fuck bro. Like, come on, ref. Come on. It's not that hard. Like you need to protect. <laughs> like, honestly, like uh, every meeting, every meeting, but in the locker room, like, Hey, you know, you're doing good. I mean, refing your fight. You have any questions? Uh, you know, who is that ref that I had? He's from, he's a Carolina boy, huh? That my last Bellator fight that let me beat the fucking mess out of fucking. Yeah, he well, is. He's a Carolina boy. I, but I remember you saying that he's done that a few times where he lets the fight go on a little longer than it's supposed to. Uh, I can't remember his name. At least I know that happens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, you know, like, and, but and, it's, it's bad when, like, it, it's not a, necessarily a bad thing when fighters know how the ref is. But it's bad when the media knows how the ref is. You know, like when the media is telling Dana White, like, oh, yeah, this ref is known to be a huge piece of dog shit in the state of Arizona. That's bad. That's bad. You know, because like when I see that ref, I'm like, hey, if I get in trouble, I know I have every fighting chance. Well, and that's what like, you know, that's what Paul Craig said. It's not up to him to, you know, save Jamal Hill. It's up it's to the never ref is. To it never is. Never is. It's no. never up to us. Our job is to fight. And then the refs. All the good refs that always are in my corner, or like uh, all the refs that come to my meetings, like, hey, Ian, like, if, you, if there's any snap or dislocation, I will be forced to stop the fight. And if you are in a dangerous situation, I would say move, protect yourself. And if you hear me say it a couple of times, he goes, I'm coming to save you. Right. Like, he goes, I do not. And also tell me, like, I don't, Ian, I don't want to be involved in a fight. Uh, the more you guys just fight and I'm not involved, the better the fight is going. That is it. And if I need to come and save and stop, I will come and save and stop. Yeah. And that's well, how that's, it should be. That's their job. Their job is to save the other fighter. It's not yes. to save. It, you know, it's not your job. But, you know, and those two almost, Jamal Hill and Paul Craig, they almost fought during the poster signing, too. Oh, bro, dude, did uh, you see did that you, on Embedded? Yes, Jeez. that was Hey, Jamal Hill great. started Jamal Hill started that shit, though. Jamal yeah. Hill comes up and goes, hey, bro, 
what are you smoking? Paul Craig's, excuse me? Like, you smoking dope? Like, you think you can fucking beat me? And then Paul Craig's like, oh, your breast smells fucking that Dude, they're fucking going at it, dude. They had to get separated. They had to get separated a poster sighting. That's UFC's fault, though. Why? They, okay, first of all. You should never have opponents scheduled to be in the poster signing at the same time. Bro, how many times? I think I've released my schedule. Like, I think I told all my close friends know my schedule when I had to report to the hotel, right? Yeah. And I have photo shoots at this time, this time, usually. And then you'll see on the sheet uh, when your opponent's supposed to arrive and when you're supposed to arrive. Yeah. And this is usually like a two-hour gap of... Like, all right, like I'm staying at the hotel. Your opponent's not, but they need to come and sign. You need to go fill out your form. You need to go see the commissions. Always on opposite sides, right? Yeah. You might once in a while see each other in the hallway and you look at each other and fist bump. That's it. Uh, what the fuck are you thinking? Yeah. No, that was just the, unless, you know, it was one of them was late or one of them was super early, whichever one. Still. Yeah. The fact that they you had should know better. Yeah, the, the fact that they had him scheduled that close was stupid. And then, uh, I mean, Izzy and Vittori cross paths, you know, like six times throughout the bro, week. Bro, it, it happens though. Like it, it, bro, it always happens at the hotel. Like, and plus, you got to see each other at weigh-ins anyway. Like, it's intimate. Like, and then at the same time, you know, it's funny. Um, Devin at my last fight, I think. You came to my hotel, right? Because yeah. you came to the Wayans, right? Like, so yeah. you've seen how everything's set up, right? And stuff like that. Like, Devin went to go check something in our room. And she goes, like, who's your husband? She's like, oh, Ian Valley. Like, and the, and the guy and the girl that works the front desk at the hotel goes, oh, he fought Williams. And she goes, how did you know? Are you a fight fan? She goes, no. But usually when we're not hotels, um, we're not allowed to put opponents on the same floor. Ooh. Wow. Didn't know that, right? He goes, yeah. we, we always separate them by five floors or more so they don't run into each other and like, stuff like that. Like every day. Yes. Every day. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah. hey, bro, like. Who, who let Vittori put his shorts on backwards, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> like you big ugly bitch like how do you put your shirts all backwards <laughs> i know you live just down I mean, the street from I me mean, like you could come uh, fight me if you uh, want, I, like. you know what like i i first of all bellator has a very famous uh photographer and lucas and uh he's always a generous guy he's like all right ian like uh let's pick out your shorts and photographer is supposed to go like no i think those shorts are too baggy like let's do, this will look good in the photo or it'll pop mm -hmm. right oh let's put your gloves let's try to do this space let's try to do that up oh, let's hold the flag up your photographer and not only that though but like i usually bring my team with me when you went to my hotel i pretty much took you everywhere you know what i'm yeah. saying like like usually your team and the photographer It'll be like, okay, that looks good. That looks that. And they usually hop in on a photo together. You see the team photo, like the photo shoot. You're telling me not one of those 15 people well, said something about your shorts? And the UFC has their own uniform staff, too. Like, they give you Nobody's, your uniforms. Bro. Like, how is there not a rep from Venom just in bro. the room making sure you have everything on right? Because, like, it has your name on it, and it clearly says UFC on the front and Venom on the back. Like, how the fuck do you put them damn shorts on backwards? <laughs> you, you've been dude. wearing fight shorts for how long? Uh, like, I know, dude. Fuck, dude. I, I, don't, I don't get it. And then everyone just shredded him for it. Like, Kevin Holland shredded <laughs> him for it. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it, I saw that before I even saw the embedded episode about it. It was like, <laughs> yo, who let this dumb bitch put his shorts on backwards and take pictures and be on YouTube like oh, that? Dude. Oh my god! Oh man, dude! Oh bro, it was so bad. It was bad. It, that's it was bad. so bad. That just started uh, the whole week bad for Marvin. Yeah, like, bro, and then like. I don't know who fucking dude. The memes are going crazy of when they released their scorecard. 
of like, well, first of all, what was the score again? 50-45 across the board. Which means he didn't win a round. No. No, exactly. Did you see him put his hands up when they released him? <laughs> that boy is Bro, as no, dumb no, as he looks. No, no, no. <laughs> Bro, did you see him put his hands up? <laughs> you saw how Izzy went over and talked to him though, like three times and said, you know you didn't win. And Marvin's like, yeah, I did. And Izzy's like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> look like we've been in the ring for eight rounds together like i got respect for you and everything but you have never won a fucking round (laughs) in eight rounds you not have you haven't won a single minute of a single round like how how you left your leg out there to get chopped all night long I, I, i give him i give him credit though i didn't see one limp I didn't see one limp though. I, I give him credit. I didn't though. see a like, single, I, but I saw him falling bro. over trying to, you know, it, it looked like he was just going in to give Izzy some head before, you know, he lost because all he did was sit there at Izzy's waist all night. He took him down like what two times? And he got reversed on both. At, every time. Every time he went to the ground, he got reversed. He it did was not bad. maintain a single minute of control time. No, and then the I would say the one time he did take him down, like no damage. No, not at all. It, it was like you know an exhaustion takedown or like and he held him hurt. Yeah. Yep. 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 And bro, the worst I seen was Taniana Suarez post. It was uh, <laughs> they it had the scorecards on the Ming, and it showed Izzy getting his bill with his hand raised, and it saw his more materially hands in the air. And his face got replaced from like the hunchback in Notre Dame, like ugly face, like ooh, like it was. I love, it was I love bad, how dude. I love how Darren Till posts um, the dude from the Goonies. As yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> well, and then did you oh. see? Did you see John Annex post? Or no, it was either John no. or Ariel. Where uh, Izzy at the end of the round smacked Marvin's ass and grabbed it. Significant strikes. Yeah, he was like, is this a significant strike? And Izzy at the bottom is just like, yes. <laughs> Dude. And then at the end of the fight, Marvin's just like punching him in the leg and he's just like fake crying, falls to the ground and then gets up and he's just laughing. Like, uh, you know, at the end Bro. of the fight, like it, the but, way that that fight was going, how could you have taken that fight seriously? Uh, did you hear, you know what? I Master Cadero has always shown me respect. I always, uh, I mostly helped out some of his guys and he was one of the most honest, honest, bro. He was being honest as fuck with Marvin. The what, what did he say? He said, you have lost this round. Every you, Marvin, single time. Bro. And then like, Every we're going to need a finish. We're going to need a finish in a fit. Like, so you're telling me that master was, Kadero was like extremely honest. And you, st- how did you think? But Marvin noticed Marvin like fought him on half of it. Like Marvin would be like, no. Yes, you lost. So now listen to your coach so you can get instructions so you can try to win this fight. Yeah. And Rafael Cordero was just going off of the fact that Izzy hit him more every single round. It's true. As how he won each round. He controlled time. He reversed everything. He even was on top of you. Atlanta, like, come on, bro. He got full mount for at least like three seconds. I know, dude. But it was like, you know, I wish he would have just put him away. Because even that rear naked choke that Marvin had wasn't good. Uh Uh-oh. It's okay. Yep, yep. It's all right. Technical difficulties. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I was going (laughs) to say, did you you hear the part about the rear naked choke? Yeah, I did. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was like that rear naked choke was half assed. Yeah, it, and it, you could it see was. in Mar, you could see Marvin's face. He was like, "Oh my god, I got it one with this choke," and Izzy was just like, "No, bitch, like you didn't win anything. It just slipped free." Yeah, it I was know. Like, I know. I, I don't. Horrible. I don't get it. I don't, <laughs> I don't get how Dana just doesn't cut him for being stupid. It's, oh, um, dude. dude, well, dude. My submission of the night. Um, UFC have won all the bonuses. Uh, my submission of the night was very inspirational. Um, Brandon Moreno, dude. Mm-hmm. Brandon Moreno. You want to talk about a guy that 
made his way to your seat, got cut, won the LFA title, had to make his way up, and then was the lowest seed pick on tough, and then came back and won the fucking world title, man. That's that's yep. true and race it up. Do not give up on your dream. Keep trucking and you fucking make it, dude. Congratulations you, to Brandon Moreno. You submitted Davison Figueredo. A fucking monster. Yeah. Absolute monster. Fucking monster. Absolutely. Dude, what what an outstanding performance, bro. Mm-hmm. I was so hyped for him. Mm-hmm. So hyped for him, dude. Jeez, dude. And just to see that after he finished, the way he just stand in the octagon, the way he just took it in, it, it, and then it finally hit him like, oh my it god. It hit him I, when Davison came over to congratulate him. Yeah. Like he was he was there. He was like, oh wow, like I did it. And then like Davison came over and was like, hey man, like really good job. Honestly, like it's I compare it to like what happened to me over the weekend. Like it was just like the way I explained it, because I talked to my mental coach about it, was like I was just going out there to get work in and just like win matches, right? And win mm-hmm. matches. I totally forgot, like, I want a fucking legit, t- like, I understand where he's coming from. He's just like, oh, you just, he's been fighting just for so long, just to win fights, to win fights. Totally didn't think about, I just want a fucking world title. Yep. Yep. And he's just, I just down, want a world title. Just down the road in Tijuana. Yep. You know, uh, he, he's the UFC Spanish broadcaster yeah. with uh, Alexa Grasso. That's a that's a uh, that's a dope combination too. Those two are both yeah. goofy, amazing did see, people. Did you see the uh, the video? I think ESPN put out today. Uh, too. It was like the producer like making like musical noises, and they're just like dancing on the deck. Yeah, that's dude, kind of, it's adorable, like, bro. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> two are the most. I I think them two are the most lovable people. Yeah. And, and it, like when you're talking about personality and 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 uh, I would dude. say between Alexa Grasso and Irene Aldana, yeah. Like as far as like Mexican women in the UFC, I would say between those two, and they're both for teammates. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, they, they came the, up yeah, together. They, they fight at the same gym, but yeah. From what I've heard, a bunch of uh, Mexican women train at the same gym that those two train at. You know, like they all like a bunch of people just train there all the time and they're not fighters but they train there i guess they have a huge women's program there damn that's awesome that's amazing dude yeah that's amazing Um, dude like uh yeah dude but like what a lovable guy dude always nice to people friendly you know like mm -hmm. never gets into anybody at the weigh-ins like he just goes out there and does his work and like kind of nerdy too you yeah, know, like dude. he collects like Legos and Funko Pops. And yeah, stuff. a lot of them, dude. Yeah, yeah. Dude, his office is just loaded with that shit. Dude. <laughs> him and, and Stylebender were talking about it post-fight. And Stylebender yeah. was like, oh, yeah, I collect them too. He's like, oh, do you take them out of the box? And he he's goes, like, never. No, never. never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like, dude, it was, it, dude, that was what an aspiring performance, man. Yeah. Like, well, I, did, I, you, did you see Leon's interview? when so leon was talking with megan olivi as that happened and leon yeah. was like that just you know that inspires me to go out in my rematch with kamaru and try to bro i've watched that fight before i competed um the day before and it, it was just very inspirational um like it dude like it's not only did you beat davison figaro like probably if i would have said if you would have beat me at the kettle with a lucky shot or like and then finish him. Like he he dominated. He submitted him too. But he dominated the whole first round as well. Yeah. 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 Took him down, held him down, did damage, Mm -hmm. you know? Had him rocked. Yeah. And Davidson Figueroa's jujitsu, no fucking joke. No. No joke. That's what got him to that point in the UFC. Yeah. His jujitsu. So um, I think Davidson will be back. He's already asking for a rematch, but I think Brandon. Brandon could probably win that again. We'll see, um, dude. It just Brent, I think Davidson Figueroa needs to finally move the fuck up because he can actually be the 135 champ as he said, well, dude. He said he's talking about it. He needs to go over it with his team and everything. He does He does want to try to close out the trilogy between him and Moreno. Which will make a lot of money. Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, for a 125 fight, come on. Like, I don't think give it to a, it. There's never been this much excitement around 125. I know. I know, dude. So, it's been a long time. Like we're talking years upon years upon years. Like you know, like uh, you let's do 
but honestly, bro, like let's just say Davidson Figure wins it and you have the title. I say relinquish shit and go out to 35, dude. Like it's I don't know how much longer he can do that cut, dude. I, he is I think, fucking massive. I think if Dana's smart, he'll ask him to go to 135. I don't think Dana will give him the 125 fight. He'll ask him to go to 135. He's huge, bro. Yeah. He's bigger than 35ers at 25. Yeah. I Huge. think the only the only one he might not be bigger than is Frankie. And I don't and he's not a he's a bad fight for Frankie. Yeah. He's a I, horrible well, he's a horrible fight for anybody in that 135 division, bro. Maybe Period. Not, maybe not Sam Hagen. I oh, would say I would say he had a, he can crack, dude. But I would he say he crack, have, dude. He'd have a tough fight against Sam Hagen, uh Dillashaw. I would say give him Dillashaw. Well, Sanhagen and Dillashaw are fighting next. When is that? Uh, next month, I think. I think they had to push it back for injury. It's either next month or August. Because that cut was horrible for Dillashaw. Yeah. Well, down to 125. 135, he's fine. No, not the weight cut, but he got cut over the eye. That's why the fight got canceled. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had to get like eight stitches. Stitch- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll see how that plays out. I think uh, they pushed it back like two months. So Damn, I think August. Dude, really? I think it's August. Fuck, bro. Um, wear your fucking headgear, goddammit. Um maybe he was wearing headgear. I don't know. Not a cut like that, bro. Not a cut like that. That that's like a well, maybe it could it could have even became a grappling too. July twenty like, fourth. Is the is the San Hagen? Yeah, July twenty fourth. That's around the corner, bro. Yep. About a month away. It's around the corner. I'm excited for that one. I am excited. I'm excited. To, and then breaking news, a fight just got announced at the welterweight division. Um, Who? Michael Chiesa is going to fight uh, uh, Vicente Luque. Ooh. August 7th on their pay-per-view card. Oh, I got that notice like an hour ago. Why did I not read that? <laughs> my bad. <laughs> 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 yeah man yeah man yeah that's good finally get kiesa back off the desk get him out in the ring again uh against a very dangerous opponent bro oh yeah oh i'm excited for that one that's a very dangerous good. opponent but uh yeah be- man that that freaking close out all the weekends and everything and then there was one more feel-good moment which one was that uh terrence mckinney Oh, bro! Knockout against yeah, Matt dude. What a, I, dude. What a comes out the gate like, and then the story of like, bro. He took bad shrooms. He and uh, LSD. Yeah, dude. Like he technically died and came back. It's sort of like, like, dude. What a great story. And yeah. he fought eight days before and came back and got the, one of the seven second, seven seconds. Seven seconds. Missed it by two seconds. I having the fastest tied for the fastest knockout in UFC history. But and he still had the fastest knockout in lightweight history. It's facts, dude. But which is because he beat Connor's knockout. Yep. Dude, it's fucking great. But also too, he did not have like a big celebration where he did a backflip. Only thing he did was jump on top of the cage, like not like jump on, but he just jumped. And probably blew his knee out, bro. He said his knee's fine. Just a little Is sore. it? Yeah. Okay, thank God, dude. I was I super fo- worried about that. I followed him, like, immediately after I saw, like, I, the... I was like, please, God, dude. Like, I, please. Yeah. I was like, please don't pull, uh... Oh, what's that big, dumb Brazilian bitch name? Fucking um, Johnny Walker. Yeah, I was like, please don't and jo- pull And Johnny guess what? Walker. Johnny Walker has not been the same. No, because he lost to Corey Anderson, and then he lost again, and... You know, he's partying a bunch down in Vegas, though. Yeah, I know. Like it's whatever, dude. Just it's your career, bro. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Yep. You you only have a short time in this in this game. And if you want to do it like that, then fucking so what? I guess, you know, that, you know, that kid can make a bunch of money in the UFC, but he's pissing it all away. So, yep. Oh, well, we sound like a bunch of old men right now. Yeah, I um, know, right? <laughs> anyways, anyways, yeah. Um, Terrence McKinney. Def- Terrence Definitely. McKinney. Uh, I say future prospect to walk out for. Uh, I was really impressed. I love his story for sure. Just and a then, simple one-two. Down the barrel. That's it, dude. Right away. 
yep. right away, right on the chin, right on the button, and then finished it. Yep. And then finished it. So next week we got PFL, and then uh, we have UFC. Yeah, we'll have PFL, which Fight is night. Rory versus uh, Rory versus Gleason T-Bow. That's a good one. Uh, and we will have, uh, who do we have? Roy Tebow, oh. Cooper, Alex, Alex Sakin. Nice. Sorty Spawn, Fajera, Camozzi, Carlos Jr., Magalais, uh, Hamlet Hendricks, Zephyrino, Pone, uh, Magomed Karamov, Curtis Melender, Tom Lawler, and Young. Okay. And Sadi Busi and Kinchenko. Damn. Okay. 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 Um, this is very interesting. Like that's a good fight card. And then uh, for the UFC, you got Korean Zombie versus Dan Ige headlining. Um, Alex Lynch is coming back. Uh, Marlon Vera's versus Davy Grant is Ooh. good. Um, Matt Brown versus Diego Lima, which is very funny because Matt Brown actually beat Douglas Lima way back in the day when he first got started in martial arts. So I guess his little brother gets to try to get revenge on the uh, on Matt Brown. Um, Who's so- Bruno Silva? I've heard that name before. Bruno Silva. Yeah, he's fighting uh, Wellington Terman on the main card. I believe. Uh, how many fights have he had in the UFC? I don't think any because he doesn't have a picture. I think I think he's new. I think he's about to make his debut. Record uh zero zero zero. Yeah. So he's yeah. making his MMA debut? No, 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 no. Uh no, not at all. I hope not. No, no. He's well, nineteen he's nineteen and six, bro. Okay. He, I think he's zero zero in the promotion. Okay. Uh oh. Chaos Williams. Yep. He's on the prelims against Matthew Semmelsberger, whoever the fuck that guy is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the prelims are kind of weak, but we'll see what happens, you know. Um, but there's actually a really good main card. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, we will definitely see you next week for that. Yeah, we'll be back next week. All right. Peace, you guys. See ya. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube